Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. It is indeed thought leaders. We're going straight into it as we fast running out of time, uh, chatting to uh, Tambu Ndoro, who is the program manager and head of unit women's economic and social advancement out at the Grasha Michelle Trust. And they've released a brand new study on the financial inclusion and best practices experiences of women entrepreneurs in South Africa and Zambia. Good morning. Good morning, Bridget, and good morning to your listeners. How are you? We are good. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so sorry that, uh, you know, we have to make this as punchy as we possibly can. Um, Let's talk quickly about the the study. Uh, What initiated the study by the the Grasha Michel Trust, um, and, and to what end is its purpose? Okay, so before I jump into the to, to the study, I just want to quickly just bring a background for our listeners. Um, as you know, Grasha Michelle Trust is a pan-African organization yes. that was founded by Grasha Michelle Trust in 2010, and it's really anchored on three program pillars, children's rights, nutrition, mm-hmm. and women, and economic and social advancement. Mm. I lead the women's and social economic advancement, which the strategic goal is to build women's movements to mm. drive economic transformation in Africa. So our WESA strategy is really anchored in strengthening our networks mm-hmm. as drivers for economic um, development nationally and regionally. Mm-hmm. And we do that through three pillars. So we strengthen our women's networks and through knowledge management. Uh, we also do that by providing capacity building interventions through enterprise development, through mm. our program Women Creating Wealth. And then we also provide um, investor uh, readiness um, programs in terms of providing technical um, financial assistance support so mm. that they're able to access financial products. Now, a new data published by the Women's Economic Social Advancement um, shows that women entrepreneurs are still in need of additional investor readiness strategies mm. and strengthening their business acumen related to financial literacy. Mm. Um, this study was commissioned by the African Women Development Fund and was a one-year program. And initially when we designed this, it was pre-COVID. And so um, we had to now adapt it to the context of the impact that these women businesses in South Africa and Zambia were, 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 were experiencing. Mm. And so the study documented the best practice by taking in a micro-level deep dive into why women entrepreneurs are applying um, for funding that generates between 450,000 rands Mm -hmm. um, and 7.5 million, why they more often fail than succeed. So it focused on the demand as well as the supply side issues related to women entrepreneurs and accessing finance in both countries. It found that in the context of South Africa, yeah. the data collection reviewed shows that 39 women entrepreneurs surveyed, 55% applied for government grants or aids, mm. followed by 40% who sought out funds from friends and family, 37% uh, preferred to apply for finance through banks. Yeah. This demonstrates that in South Africa, government and government agencies are continue to be a focal point for most women entrepreneurs to seek finance for their businesses. Yeah. of the women surveyed in South Africa also indicated that they need additional investor readiness strategies, as I highlighted earlier, Mm. and a need for more understanding on the investment trends, as women prefer not to take loans that they do not know uh, and would feel and are not comfortable to pay back. In the context of Zambia, it was slightly a bit different picture, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have more of a support for government um, grants 
to support women entrepreneurs. And so you would find that they would rather sort funds from friends and relatives, followed um, by uh, financing through the bank. Mm -hmm. Another insight that the study revealed for both countries is that women um, experiences in applying for finance was not always a positive one. The majority described the process as tedious, very tough, because of the red tape, putting a lot of constraints on the small businesses. Mm. It becomes very difficult and not easy. So women's experiences with applying to banks were similar to government grants, explained that the bank processes were a bit cumbersome, very difficult, complicated, and tend to use their banking history against them, and often leaving women discouraged to Mm. apply again and go through that process. So another... Oh, so just one last, yes. just one more point. So women entrepreneurs also noted that, that there is a high cost required to access finance. So the requirements are, you know, inequitable, the turnaround process, the application is also too long. And of course, the burden, black tax burden, the care comes at a high cost. Mm. So they felt really very vulnerable putting their business context and ideas in the hands of investors. I mean, this is really interesting information and I think uh, we definitely uh, on all of our other platforms are going to follow up to unpack the findings of this a little bit more. But I want to touch on quickly whilst we have just a a minute or two. um, You you also noted that, uh, you know, oftentimes when women um, are kickstarting these businesses, um, they oftentimes fail rather than succeed. If I heard correct, um, maybe we can delve a little bit more into, you know, what were some of the findings in regard to those ratios? Okay, yes. So as I indicated earlier, when you look at um, women's um, businesses, it's really with regards to the way they, um, the way they, 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 they keep a record mm-hmm. of, of their businesses, right? Um, so oftentimes these businesses are used as a source of income uh, for families mm. that they are supporting. So you find that there's no important record in terms of how they're using the funds mm-hmm. um, for specific products uh, or services um, or investment related to the business and money is being taken out to either you know, fund or other extra activities. And mm. as I highlighted earlier, the issue of black tax mm. continues to burden some of the women entrepreneurs, which puts them in a, in a scaly predicament in terms of cash flows mm. when they need to now, um, you know, um, reshift and reshuffle and, and reorganize their businesses um, in a position where they're able to scale them. That makes absolute sense. And, and I think, as you said, you know, uh, record keeping, uh, a, a really big thing and also self-auditing your, yourself, right? Because all these financial track records, no matter how small they are at the beginnings of your business, lend you in good stead when it comes time for you to start scaling up and start reaching out to all the different investors. Uh, as you said, part of your programming is about that investor program uh, interaction between the business and prospective funders and, and financiers. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And another aspect um, to note, Bridget, is that whilst we focus on the individuals of women entrepreneurs, mm. we also found that compared to men entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs are not really embedded in networks. Mm. And women entrepreneurs need to put themselves in spaces where they can interface with other women 
um, networks like business associations and build a reputation in the sector. Wow. When women entrepreneurs are not invited to the table to play among the, these business association networks, uh, where they hold roundtables, they convene, they talk about issues that really affect the industry that they operate, they need to be able to be able to create their own spaces, collaborate, and be very disruptive, mm-hmm. right? And in changing the way these networks are run to accommodate them. And so we find that it's really, really important that women are also embedded in, in women's business associations because they are filled with information and insights and professionals who can actually provide um, uh, valuable information for them to position themselves in the market effectively. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Tambundoro, Program Manager and Head of Unit Women's Economic and Social Advancement at Grasha Michelle's Trust. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time this morning uh, to highlight some of those very important uh, findings from the uh, study that was done on the financial inclusion, best practices and experiences of women entrepreneurs in South Africa and Zambia. And of course, because this is focused on SADC, I think it could apply to so many SADC regions as our environment environment really is uh, mirrors itself uh, across the SADC region. So if you want to find out more, you can log on to uh, grashamichelletrust.org. I'm pretty sure the study will be there. If it's of an interest of use to you or a family member, that's the uh, Grasha Michelle Trust.